Welcome to the Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth. Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Lion's Den with Seth. I'm your host, Seth. Scoop for those that know me, that know me, know me. Hopefully everything is going good and your Sunday is blessed and 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 great. So I want to give a special, special, special shout out to the pride. Everybody that's watching right now, start giving your likes, likes, share, 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 because this is going to be a great, great show. But without further ado, of course, you know, I got to introduce the den and up next on the mic. We got my man, Herm. What it is, bro? How you feeling? Man, it's a good Sunday. What what what's making it so good, man? So I see you put a, a pork butt on the grill. Is that what it is? I have that that's part of it. That's part mm-hmm. of it. But you know, when 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 you when you're stepping out and your football team is three and zero, shout out to the Tennessee Titans. You know what I'm saying? When when you're stepping out and your your football all right. So look, anyway, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so we're gonna be ready for the show. You know what I'm saying? He already had some funny style. So we no no no, that ain't it, man. You, I, I mean, you're a Detroit Lions fan, so you don't know how that feels. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know what? But check it out, though. Don't matter. All right? Look, we, we get it in or whatever the case is. And then we, we go get ours. Look, y'all, shout out to everybody that's there and uh, down with the Titans. Who is that? Who, who team is that? What, where they at? What's, what city? Oh, come on, man. It's Tennessee, baby. It doesn't matter. Hey, everybody, <laughs> hashtag y'all, y'all football team. But anyway, man, how you feel about today's show, bro? Man, I feel really good about it, man. Um, I, I see these these two guests coming on and trying to put where well, they are putting on something that I believe everybody should see. And um, it's going to speak to, you know, who we are as a people. So mm-hmm. I look forward to talking to these two individuals. Yes, 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 yes. Me too. Me too. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, we want to welcome you to the Lion's Den. And if this is your first time here, welcome, welcome. Sit down. Don't touch nothing. You know what I'm talking about? But if you're on Facebook, make sure you go to StreamYard.com, all right, forward slash Facebook so that you can have your comments posted up because you are famous. You understand what I'm saying? You are famous. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce to you Mr. Zach Clark and Miss Maya Bible. How you feeling? Yo, look at them. Look at them. Y'all look at these beautiful people, right? Hey, look, this is the new age. Uh, what, what do you call it? Spike Lee's. Right on? That's what it is. Uh, it's uh, Mia Bible. Mia, what did I say? Maya. Don't blame me. Anyway, <laughs> how you doing? How's everybody? How you doing? Doing good. Thank you for having us on the live stream. No, no, no doubt. No doubt. It's our honor. You understand? It's our honor. So listen, you you both have a long, extensive, um, I guess, resume, right? Zach, not only have you been in the game for a while, what, since 2011, getting it in? Or no, was that Maya? Um, yeah. Yeah, you, you've been in since 2011, and your first product was Zella? Tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Zella, um, it's a phenomenal play written and directed by Irvin Williams. And so that I played Ella May in that play and I made my theatrical uh, debut there. And um, it's a it's about a family, black family that relocates from uh, Mississippi to St. Louis after being chased out by the KKK. And it's based on it's loosely based on his family story. Um, And I was fortunate enough to play a different character um in the play when he brought it back in 2018 so um i I really love that project wow wow well congratulations man y'all are getting it in all right brother zach now what about you man so not only did you play in this film that we're going to be talking about a little later but you've been doing things too and i mean getting it getting it in so tell us about yourself um well some good things have been happening i was on chicago fire and uh i've been in a number of uh national commercials as well as modeling for um hallmark uh it's it's been a lot it's been a lot of things hold on wait 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 a minute wait a minute hallmark the 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 card yeah. uh, yeah. what were you doing modeling reading the card or right uh, what were you doing because i'm an actor i've been uh married several times to different people and for hallmark i uh had a beautiful wife and uh, horrible horrible <laughs> 
<laughs> right on. So what did you do? How did tell me about this role, brother? Oh, uh, um, you talking about with Honorable? No, no, with Hallmark. I'm still tripping about Hallmark. You, know, you go in, you audition, and um, you know, good things happen. And uh, I met a, actually, you know, it's funny, the woman that played my wife in the Hallmark series of cards that we did for sig the signature series is uh, Baylia. Uh, I want to say, I forgot her last name, but it's Baylia. She was on Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Big Brother. Big, Big Brother. Brother. Um, is that ABC? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like the government type of, uh, like, yeah. 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 And the cameras are watching you and all that. And uh, they just brought it back for All Stars. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, she was on Big Brother, and we, we had a great time, uh, you know, being the couple for a couple of days. Dope, dope. That's what's up. That's what's up. Big Herm, man, what you got for these lovely, lovely uh, stars? Hey, listen, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, y'all watching The Lions Den, okay? And we're talking about Honorable, the film, and we have famous folk, all right? Famous people on, and we're not talking about Herm. We're talking about famous, famous people on here. So look, shout out if y'all just tuning in. Make sure you share, 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 right? Because they have some great information, and we want to support them. But anyway, what you got, Big Herm? Hey, so my question is for Zach, man. Um, I see you in the modeling. Me too, man. I've, I've been a model uh, for a while. Uh -huh. Only on Facebook. What is, wait, modeling? You think what? Selfies was for nothing. Man, I'm a model, dog. Man, get out of here, man. <laughs> I support you, man. No, 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 hold on, no, what you're doing is, you, you, look, you're feeding the food, you don't want to feed the food, okay, because after that, he's going to tell you how he can sing, so let, let's not go there, all right, hey, look, every once in a while, you got to wake the hell on up, you dig, I've been trying to wake up for a while, Go ahead, her. so my question to you, Zach, is I see you, you, I mean, I read your, your bio, and you have quite a bit of experience and you got the opportunity to work alongside John Goodman. Is that correct? Yeah. How was that? You know, um, I mean, it had to have been a, a pretty good experience. Absolutely. Uh, one thing about working along John Goodman was it was just me and him. Uh, it was a, uh, it was a very small set. It was filmed here in St. Louis for Explore St. Louis. And it was just me and him on set. We worked together for about, I want to say four hours, but then I was luckily, uh, enough. I, I walked to his uh, his green room and I said, "Excuse me, John." And he walked over to me when he first introduced himself. He said, "Hey, how you doing? I'm John." I'm like, "Hey, I'm Zach." And I think he did that to like ease the tension and be like, "Hey, I'm a regular person." So when we got done filming the commercial, I walked over to him. I said, "Hey, John, you might got time to you know speak you know for a moment?" And uh, he stood up, shook my hand again, and he gave me some real advice about not just like acting and career stuff, but about life and how to navigate certain uh, pitfalls and things that may come up in your career. And uh, I had told him I was on Chicago Fire. He gave me some advice dealing with that. But overall, just real down to earth, real easy to talk to. It was uh, it was like, uncle, you know, he was, he was like your favorite uncle or something like that. It was a uh, real chill. Mm -hmm. mm. Okay. All right. Yo, that's what's up. That is really, really, really what's up. So Miss Maya. Mia. Mia. Why well, can't you say Maya? What no, is this? He plays Maya in the movie. See, okay. What'd you say, her? What'd you say? Mia, stay with me. No, no. You, look, I know where you're going. I know where you're going with, with me anyway. M-I-A. Listen, look, we're going to get it together. So, ma'am, so what is your ultimate goal? All right, being a director or a producer of films, what is your goal when you when you set out to uh, create a film? Um, my goal is really catered to the story, and so with honorable, my goal was to give what I felt uh, was closure to Muhammad Ali that I. Um, Believe that he didn't receive uh, while he was alive. When I was reading different excerpts and articles, um, the quote that stuck out to me was when um, Ali was just talking about some of his last moments with Malcolm. And was just saying that if he had another chance, if he could do it all over again, he would have never turned his back on him. And he was never able to say that to Malcolm before he was assassinated. And so that immediately jumped out at me and it pulled on me and that really just motivated my writing to really what would it look like if Ali had a second chance 
with Malcolm? Mm. What would they talk about? What would that conversation look like and sound like? Wow, that's awesome. All right, look, ladies and gentlemen, we got a small little clip of Honorable. So if you can, please keep your eyes glued to the screen and give us one second. We're about to get it in, all right, to show you Honorable. I understand that you're headed to meet with Elijah Mohammed. Yes, sir. Having dinner with him. Uh-huh. Uh, one, one of the main reasons is your friendship with Malcolm X. He's a friend of yours now. Yeah. And he was a brother of mine. He's my brother. Whatever you do, he's my brother. Uh-huh. You've been great publicity given to the fact that heavyweight champion Cassidy Clay is one of your followers. Do you think he's a sincere follower? Well, Cassius is following Elijah Muhammad, and uh, uh, I'm no I'm no longer a follower of Elijah Muhammad myself. And as soon as I leave Elijah, you can get me. But as long as I stay with Donald Elijah Muhammad, I'm safe. And if Malcolm X has stayed with the man that made him great, taught him everything he knew, today he's been big, big, big. But as soon as Hi, my name is Mia Bible. I'm the writer and executive producer of the short film called Honorable. Honorable is a story about second chances, motivated by my personal experience. Five months before I began writing this script, I received the news that my friend died at the age of 27. I credit him as being one of the main reasons why I'm an actor and screenwriter today. The more I unraveled Malcolm's and Ali's relationship, the more I felt compelled to rewind time and reimagine the closure that Ali yearned for in his autobiography. It's important to tell this story now because we all understand how precious time is. With that being said, we are one month away from production, so your early support is vital. Honorable needs your contribution in order to be made, and we call on your voice in order to be heard. It's essential to amplify Black stories by Black creators. Thank you for taking the time to watch this video. And remember, part of the fun is the process, so please join us on our journey to make honorable. <laughs> Yo. Come on, applause. Yo. <laughs> that was dope. That was dope. That was good. So tell me about that support that you guys uh, apparently got the support, right? For the movie. Absolutely. Um, we, were able to, <laughs> we were able to meet our very first uh, crowdfunding goal in 15 days. Yeah. And um, then after that, it was uh, moving forward with um, post-production um, expenses. And so we were able to officially wrap production um, early September. And now we're in post-production getting the film edited. Wow. Wow. That is awesome. 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 So, man, what you got, Herm? So I like the, the idea of redemption and how you caught on to, you know, Ali talking about if he had a second chance with Malcolm. Do you think that um was it was it personal for you? Was it something that in your life that you would wish that you went back would inspired this film right here? Absolutely. Um, so the friend that I mentioned in the video, um, um, his name was Asa Millar. And when I made the decision to be an actor, I had no idea um, what the acting scene was here in my city, St. Louis, Missouri. And so he was one of the first people that just really showed me the ropes. He introduced me to different actors. He um, introduced me to different classes here in St. Louis. And 
um, from there, it's just an organic, just uh, a business relationship and just um, the desire to be an actor just began to grow. And he was actually one of the, he's the reason why I co-wrote one of my first short films. It was never released, but me and him, we wrote a short film together. And so his death was very sudden. It was, it just took me and a few different actors off guard. Um, and like I said, he was three years, about two and a half, three years younger than me. Um, and was so driven, had left St. Louis and moved to Atlanta um, to pursue his acting career among the many talents that he had. And so even though that me and Asa, we, you know, ended on good terms and there was nothing that was, you know, unspoken and there was just a mutual love and respect towards each other, I still wish I had more time with him. And so that his death happened about four or five months before I stumbled across this story about Ali and Malcolm, because I did not know nearly as much as I knew about their friendship prior to this film. Mm, wow. 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 Yo, that's deep. Well, listen, everybody, if you're just tuning in, we have the amazing, amazing Mia. Yeah. Hey, watch that. Look, <laughs> yeah, I did it. Look at that. See, three left, right? I know, and I ain't gonna do it. Shut up! <laughs> hey, but look, the amazing Mia Bible and Zach Clark, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Lions Den, St. Louis natives, right? St. Louis, yep. both of y'all, huh? born and raised. Look, huh? <laughs> what's that? North side. North side. Okay, okay. Well, shout out to y'all. Well, listen, we got to take a little pause for the calls because we do have to give our shout out to sponsors right on right on ladies and gentlemen if 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 you are struggling you understand if you are struggling with your credit or don't know what credit looks like good credit looks like all right i highly suggest you to give miss tracy brown a call she can help you find out where you are with your credit in order to have buying power. She is a retired Air Force veteran, and she is continuing to serve by helping individuals get their life together with financial literacy. All right. So I highly suggest you give her a call. Her number is 618-560-3687. All right. Tracy Brown, the name you got to trust to get your credit on point. You understand? But anyway, getting back to the den. So, all right, brother. Now, now it's, it's on you, Zach. Now, uh -oh. I'm going to hit it. So, ladies and gentlemen, if y'all don't know, he played Muhammad Ali. Now, hey, give him a shout out. He do if he look like Muhammad Ali. All I right. I knew he had to play Muhammad Ali, man. <laughs> Hey, just a little bit. All right, all right. So, you, you, so look, hey, uh, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Say, say, say a little something. Uh, uh, uh -oh. Go ahead. Let, let's hear it. Okay. I gotta shake it off. On the oh man, shut up! Man. Look, hey, look, look, he, he gotta get ready. Oh right, he gotta get to the zone. Go ahead. I didn't wrestled with alligators. I didn't tussle with the whale. Then handcuffed lightning prone thunder in jail. That's what you get. Yo! Oh, okay. yo! <laughs> Listen, that was an easy choice. Like, Bruh. there was yeah. there was never anybody else in question when it came to who was gonna play Ali. So how did you how did you get in touch with him to say, yo, I need that voice and face? Like, how did you do that? Well, I mean, Zach, we've we've known each other for years, and so okay. immediately when this story came about. Like I already knew about his like his his love for Ali and just like his research. I knew the moment I told him the story, like it was gonna be all good. And so yeah. reached out to Zach, one of the first people, and then we just began to dream this story up. Yeah, yeah. Playing Muhammad Ali has been one of those things where I was training for it before I even knew like it was a possibility. So when the opportunity came up, it was I was I feel like oh so we shooting tomorrow I'm ready. And uh, <laughs> like, you know, but thank God we had time. We developed the script, you know, Mia wrote it and and we worked out the character and the arc of everything. And and it's, you know, certain things just fall into place sometimes. And you just hey. gotta be ready when it's your time. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that the opportunity came. Hey, so look, shout out to my man's pink over there. Look, he asked, can you box? No, not, look, look, check this out. Look, look, it's one thing to talk like him, but can you float like him? Can you dig I can it? float. You can float. 
I can sing too. You can sing. We ain't got a lot of room. Right, 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 right. What you got, Herm? So I, I saw in your bio that you also played Martin Luther King in the past. I did. Right. So so you played two iconic uh figures in, in our in our for us, right? So how was that? How was playing Martin Luther King and then playing Muhammad Ali? Um, nerve wracking. I would say playing MLK was one of the hardest things that I've done from an actor standpoint, because um it's not in my natural way of being. And so I really had to learn a stillness that he has um, and the power of knowing when to not speak and how to listen like even closer. And so it's such power in a, in a, in a man, not only measuring his words, but how he listens to the uh, person that's speaking to him is, is, way different than like Muhammad Ali's delivery or how he receives information. Because one with Muhammad Ali, there's a show that, that goes on with being Muhammad Ali. You know, I'm the, I'm the greatest, you know, you know, all these things, right? But then on the MLK side, there's a coolness yeah, yeah. and power in that. So like, because some people, and this is what my director, Joe P.E. King told me, some people, when they think about Martin Luther King Jr., they think that he may come off as weak, but he is not a weak man. And he made it very important to me when he was directing me that I, that same like umph that you have in you when you're speaking or like you as a person, Zach, I want you to bring that with silence. And that was really key to me when I was portraying him. You know what, man? That's, that's dope. That's real dope because you have to be very talented to manifest someone's vision. You, you get what I'm saying? So not only does the direction has, have to be to a certain level, right? But your willingness to portray a certain, you know, energy, that has to be a lot. That has to be a lot, man. So was it, uh, I know you said that it was intense, but was it tiring because it wasn't your normal makeup? Like, how was that? You know, it's so funny. Like when I'm in it, it's like, cause I'm also an athlete, right? Mm -hmm. So when I'm in it, I don't feel it. It's, it's when you're done, when the play is over or, you know, when rehearsal is done, when you feel like you're ready to drop. Mm -hmm. But when I'm in it, I don't even think about sweating or being tired or exhausted or losing my voice. You just adapt as the fight is going on or as the play is going on. That's and, passion. And especially when you work with other great actors, because in the play, the meeting where I played MLK, Jason Little, who plays Malcolm X, played Malcolm X in that play. And so our dynamic and uh, flow with one another was already there for them when I played Muhammad Ali for Honorable. You know, if anything, it was just him switching up to me being a different person. Mm -hmm. but he was Malcolm X then, so it uh, really all came together. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's real good. Okay. So, me, I got a question for you. What is like who, who do you follow as far as directors you get what i mean like who who motivates you either in the past or even currently like who do you see as a great you know great work that can put out the, the type of movies or the type of short films that you would like to put out Ooh, that's a great question um actually i would go I would say um, Irvin Williams. And so he's someone that's on the rise. And the reason why I really, um, I watch what he does, one is because he's a phenomenal writer. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the, not all directors have to be writers, but that's something that gives you an edge. And so in, in storytelling. And so, and I've been directed by him on about, you know, two or three different projects. And the way that he brings out the motivation in the actors, but then also what he sees on a stage versus what he sees on the screen, it just makes me want to study the craft even more because he's someone that has a wealth of knowledge that I would just say Hollywood hasn't seen yet, but he's coming. And he's someone that I really, really do pay attention to when it comes to directing. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give it, I'll leave it there. 
Uh, I, I got a piggyback on that. Also from the north side. He's a, oh, yeah. he's a north side kid like myself. And shout out to him. Uh, one one thing that he recently just did, he went skydiving. And um, he, he's, <laughs> okay. very, he's very big on promoting and and pushing about overcoming fear. You know, if if a brother like him and a brother like me from the north side, you know, uh, can, you know, be creatives and expand ourselves outside of the area in which we came from, I think anybody can do anything. You Absolutely. know, don't hold yourself back. Don't let elements around you hold you back and always keep learning. He's also an educator, too. So yeah. shout out to every educator out there in any field. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Shout out to y'all and shout out to everybody that's listening right now. So again, if you're just tuning in, this is the Lions Den. We have great, great, great energy here and some up and coming. But yet they're already there in my right. mind and everybody else's mind that knows them, right? Mr. Zach Clark and Mia Bible, all right? And they're talking about, we're talking about honorable. And if you're just tuning in, make sure you go to StreamYard dot com all right forward slash facebook just so that your stuff can be posted right your comments big harm what you got bro so mia you've been behind the camera and in front of the camera right so you was a director but you're also an actress in your own right um tell me what the biggest difference is in, in the two uh i mean i know the obvious but as far as how you prepare and how you feel about those two things Oh, I think for me, the biggest difference is I'm allowed to be a lot more creative when I'm operating as an actor versus operating as when it comes to honorable, um, I'm the producer and the writer. And shout out to uh, Mariah Richardson, who's the director of honorable, um, who I entrusted this project. I put that in her hands and never worried about it a day after that. Um, but Really, I feel like on the producer side, it's a lot more structure, organization, pushing paper. And I, I kind of enjoy that. But on the acting side, I really get to live in another world. I really get to separate myself from um, the mechanics of a film or, or a stage play. And I really just get to live in the art. So that's the difference for me. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And and I, I guess I can understand that because when you're a director, you are things have to be exact, if you will. You can't really improvise with directing, can you? Versus if you are acting. How, how does that work? Um, I'll let you speak to a director. Yeah, well, I would say you can you can definitely improvise as a director, but it's always you need to keep the vision moving forward. And not and as a director, you really need to be able to convey that vision to other people. That's almost more important than having the vision. You you do better to be a, just a good communicator than to have just the vision and not know how to communicate it. Because everybody needs to be going this way with the vision. And when someone you know deters from that, you may have an actor that want to do something different. You may have a producer that want to do something different. You know, crew, whatever. Is you have to steer the ship. And it is so key that you get with people that want to work as a unit and not just do their own thing. You know what? So we're going to pause right there because we're getting ready to go into when you come across a David Ruffin. You understand? <laughs> oh, no. Wait, listen. So, yeah, I talk to you. Look at that nut. See? Hey, hey look. Hey, ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. Hey, look, everybody. Hey, we're going to take a pause for the calls. Y'all know what we got to do, right? Got to pay these bills. So keep your eyes right here on the prize. We'll be right back. Monique Slater is a top negotiating, award-winning real estate agent in San Antonio, Texas. Her focus is on educating and empowering individuals on building generational wealth through home ownership while providing exceptional service with integrity and excellence. Although her heart is for serving first-time homeowners and the military community, her clientele ranges from $100,000 to $2.5 million. Monique has developed an awesome team that can get individuals into a home. Mention you heard this ad on the Lion's Den with Seth and get a $500 rebate from Monique at closing. After servicing in the Air Force for over 28 years, retired Chief Slater has a massive network so she can connect you with an awesome agent anywhere in the U.S. 
and your referral will get a special gift card from Monique. If you're in the San Antonio area or relocating there, give Monique a call first to help you find your dream home. Her number is 210-237-7268. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. The Lion's Den podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. One thing we can cherish during these times is family dinners. Think about it. The nice, succulent southern fried chicken, baked beans cooked to perfection, creamy macaroni and cheese, cornbread. You get the point. Come check out Kevlar's Grill, where all the meals are cooked with perfection, professionalism, and love. Located outside the Scott Air Force Base back gate inside the VFW is where you can find them. Also, they have military discount for all of our serving members. Give them a call. Their number is 618-416-5700. And that's inside Scott VFW Post 4183. And they also have Grubhub. Call them now and tell them that the Lions Den sent you. Man, every time I see that, I get hungry, y'all. My goodness, I know. Shame came on us all. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lions Den. We're talking about honorable, and we have Zach Clark and Mia Bible here, ladies and gentlemen. And they, hey, so we're about to pick up where we left off talking about the David Ruffins of the uh, of, of of the film industry, right? So. Oh, yeah. Individually, if you guys can tell me how you deal with those prima donnas and those individuals, watch this. They do one uh now later's commercial, and now they think they you did you know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, like, like they really get it in, like shut up. All you did was a you know, so how do you deal with that? Uh for me, I keep my distance. Mm-hmm. What can you? I mean, I mean, like if y'all working on the same project together. Well, so I've, I've worked on the same project with someone that fits that description. I was an actor and I just, I kept my distance outside after when, when rehearsal wrapped, I just made sure I, I, you know, I knew what it was. And um, during rehearsal, I just showed up and did my job. If there was moments where um, something inappropriate or disrespectful happened, you have to correct that on the spot. But other than that, I just, I keep my distance. Because outside of work, you know, what else is there to talk about? Yeah, all right. Hey, facts. <laughs> what about you, Zach? Um, I would say if I had to give advice, it depends on when these moments happen. Because, like, let's say if you're on stage and it's a play, sometimes there are divas, you know, that like they may try to, like, steal a scene. Or they may try to... Uh, downplay like your like let's say this is your one moment like my one moment in a in a in a stage play and they start trying to basically either skip it or take over the scene and it's supposed to be my moment everybody gets a moment and acting is so like we deal with so many elements that happen in real life life humbles us all eventually so if if you're an actor and you you fool yourself or you're a director and you fool yourself Talent speaks way louder than, you know, divahood or divaisms that you may have. Mm. And so everyone has their moment. It is really, when you, uh, let me go back to when you're on stage. When you're on stage, oh, I, got, I love using sports references. If it's your time to score, you want the ball. So if someone tries to take your ball, the only reason they take it is because you let them. You know what I mean? And that's the same thing in acting with the scene. If someone, you know, let's say it gets really loud trying to take over the attention, you need to do something to take it back. You know, I mean, it's the same thing, you know, whether it's playground rules, prison rules, you find find the biggest person in there and you you let them know, hey, this is my spot and I'm not moving. Okay, so look, all right, so you know what you, you you just started something. So was there ever a way, no, ever a time, right? You're on stage or whatever, you had to let somebody know, know 
who you were, you, they, you know, put some respect on my name type of thing. Did, did you ever have to do that and let them know who you were for real because they were trying to act uh, extra? Yeah, I um, I <laughs> I got into a stage combat fight. No yeah. way! Is that real? Sound like Jamie Foxx and that little Cool J, then? Yeah, that's what it sounds like, right? <laughs> it's a little bit. It's a little bit of that. It was supposed to happen, but in this scene, my character is supposed to like basically like bully the other guy, and so like it's it's something real simple. I was supposed to like like shove him and like just you know kind of like punk him. But I mean that's what the scene called for. He was supposed to like cower in the moment and. That was the dynamic of our characters, but instead of cowering, he like he like lunged oh, he at bucked, me. He bucked up, Angie. Yeah, he, you know, he, you know, he, he felt froggy. You know, <laughs> he felt froggy. So you know, which that's a choice. You can do that. Now, I can either lose my professionalism and either get actually mad, or I can complete the scene. If I'm supposed to win the fight, then I'm gonna win the fight. You know what I mean? So when he pushed me and like uh he like he was smaller than me too. So he tried to like really like push me and come after me. I I like flinged him uh on the floor. And then I like I like stood over him like I was about to hit him. And um like in his, we went a little off script, but we we <laughs> brought it back. Sound like, Cause I was gonna ask what movie was this, you see. No, no, this was on stage. Oh, it was on stage, but so, yeah. now did, did you just invoke some Ali in you at that time? What what was uh, it? No, uh, I, I've had a fight in me for a long time. I didn't, I didn't need Ali for that one. I mean, I mean, what, what, what was it? Some Shakespeare and shit, but then all of a sudden you wanted to get bucked. It, it was at the north side. What was it? I mean, you know, it show show me show me the, the motivation. Uh, I don't, I don't want to get too deep into what playing was, but uh, yeah, it, yeah, but it was uh. He probably watching. That's why. <laughs> but, but, you know, I welcome. I welcome people to watch. And something else I wanted to add: um, advice that my mentor gave me. If you're on the other side, like if you're behind the camera and you're dealing with someone that has that type of character personality, one thing she told me was stay in the room. Mm. And that is very, very powerful. And I did not, thankfully, I did not have that experience with honorable. But I understand what she means as far as the moment that people make their choices and if they decide to get unprofessional or go off script or whatever the choice is, you lose the power of gaining. Uh oh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, you lose you lose um, power to control that moment and to bring people in when you literally leave the room. You need to be able to stay in there with your actors and figure out a solution in that room. Now, maybe you direct someone to, if it gets to the point where someone has to be escorted out, then maybe you direct someone else to escort them out, but you stay in the room. Mm. And so that was, I, I keep that, I carry that with me. Oh, yeah. That's dope. I like that. Yeah. Also, not everything. Luckily on Audible, we had a very happy, very um, together set where people helped each other out. But whether it's a play or a movie or a TV or whatever, you know, sometimes competitions can arise. I've been part of a situation where a director told two different people that they had a certain role. And um, one of the guys, he walked over to me after and was like, hey, how come, you know, like so-and-so said they had this role because uh like he was like doing like a roll call right he said so and so playing who's playing this and like one guy raised his hand the other guy was like oh well and then put his hand down and i said well you gave it up the moment you put your hand down i said yeah. i said who told you that that was your who told you that that was your role he said the director did i said who else can tell you that it's not and he was like oh i said exactly you fight for what you want so whatever and that's in anything nothing is given to you yeah you know you don't get a paycheck because you know they people are helping you out you earned it you know that's what right I mean? mm, yeah that's real good that's a real good advice what'd you get Herm? hey so i'm gonna get away from the beef and then you know but what i do want to do is talk to the people that are watching that might be considering a profession in acting or you know y'all's realm what, what 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 good advice you would give somebody that's considering man you know what i want to get into acting 
if you want to get into acting, it's so easy to, and thank you for that question. It's so easy to recognize like the great parts of acting and being a creative, but people forget that you actually have to work. People that are successful don't luck into being successful. They, they have to work. And those who do get like lucky enough for an opportunity to just come out of nowhere, you know, maybe because they look good or they were in the right place at the right time, to maintain any type of success, you have to work. You have to learn. You have to um, network. You have to be some type of people person. You know, you can never just sit at home and just like greatness just happens. You have to work. You have to get out there. You have to get it. Um, you know, for, if you have an agency, you have to you know, network with them, tell them, hey, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm trying to do. You know, um, this is what I'm putting together myself. How can we, you know, put this out there? You have to put, you have to work. Yeah. And I would say for people who are on the other side of it, maybe you know that acting isn't your, your desire, your purpose. If you want to be behind the camera or even behind the stage. Um, if you're a storyteller, then tell stories. If you're a writer, write. If you're a director, direct. Um, I don't know, like this, that, this, this uh, master class commercial that tends to rotate a lot where Shonda Rhimes saying like, she doesn't know what it means to be like an aspiring writer, right? Exactly. You're just either you're writing or you're not. And so you can, you know, put the call out there. You can say, Hey, I don't know if I have what it takes to write a whole play by myself, collaborate with people, but do it and just continue to do it. And I would say whatever it is that you decide to do, make a goal to start it and to finish it. It's also good to have a community. You know, surround yourself. If none of your friends are creatives or, or actors or models or anything like that, I'm not saying that you don't need to be friends with them, but you have to go with the goers, you know? Go with the goers. I like that. That's dope. And, and yeah, that's I'm going yeah. Go with the goers. Like with the goers. Yeah. Y'all hashtag that. Y'all that's still watching in the den, right? Go with the goers. You got to look and see who's doing what you want to do, right? Because a lot of times we spend our time trying to convince people about our dreams and our vision when essentially it was yours. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was yours to begin with. So if you're not receiving that support, if you will, from those individuals, it's okay. But I guarantee it's individuals that can dig what you want to do mm -hmm. and probably doing it a lot better and willing to help you out in the process. You get what I'm saying? That's beautiful. Go with the goers. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was real good. That was real good. So how many times did you guys have to shift when it came down to your environment? Like, for example, you are born and raised in St. Louis. OK, North Side. Now. I'm sure there's individuals that didn't believe in you, right? That may have been close to you. How did you deal with that? I would say, to be very honest, I don't know who they are. <laughs> and I don't say that um, like some sort of braggadocious way. I am saying that I, I don't know who the people are that are not for me and who don't support the path that I'm going or who doubt what I'm already doing. I only know the people who are pushing me forward and who are helping me reimagine what I think I can do. There are a lot of times where I tend to question if this is how you like, is this how you do it? Or, and they have to remind me that a lot of this, you make your own lane. And so, I'm not saying those people don't exist. And I think that maybe eventually one day I will encounter them. But I've been fortunate enough that the only people that I have that have been so close to me, where they impact my life, have only been those who support what I want to do. And not they're not yes men. They're not yes people. It's not that but they genuinely support and believe in what I'm doing. So wow. I, I'm not there yet. <laughs> That's good. Congratulations. <laughs> Being 100 with you. That's good. What about you, Zach? Um, I wish I could say that. 
unfortunately, I've been doing this a while now, uh, a little over 10 years. And I know, you know, some people, you, you know, you just don't, you know, connect with in the way that you wish. And some, and a lot of times you don't, it's not because you specifically did something. It's just because you were you. And uh, for me, um, I just want to uh, rehear the question again. Can you re say the question one more time? So basically the question is <clears throat> where you are right now. Uh, okay. Were there individuals in your path or that's close to you or were close to you that were naysayers, Debbie Downers or saying, oh, you yeah. look where you from. You from North side of East okay. St. Or I was about to say East St. Louis or St. Louis, but you know, don't nothing come out of, out of here. Okay. Yeah. You, live, so, you, have, you know what I mean? Yeah. So when I think about that, it's funny how I feel like I'm, living my life backwards. I'm Benjamin Button when it comes to my dreams. Because when I was a kid, I don't know if you know about the palace. If y'all used to go to the palace. Mm -mm. Tell us about the palace. Y'all ain't go skating? So look, I'm from Detroit. I'm from Tennessee. I'm from Tennessee. The people, hey, hashtag, hashtag the palace. If if Dan knows the palace. So the palace, they used to have like these day camps and all that. And they had these talent shows. And in these talent shows, I used to want to be a break dancer so bad. I'm talking about like, I'm popping, locking, doing a robot. I wanted to be a break dancer so bad when I was a kid. And every week, <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that. The counselor, thank you. The counselor would ask me, Zach. Now we're gonna let you in this. You're not about to do the same dance, are you? And I'll be like, No, no, no. I got, I got something different. And I would do the exact same <laughs> dance because I was like. The problem is they just don't know how, like, they don't know how good it is. But if you see it one more time, <laughs> then you'll, then it'll click. So in my adult life. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, wait. Did it ever click, Zach, is the question. I don't no, think it so. No, it didn't click. <laughs> well, it didn't click. Hey, I love that. No, it didn't click. Too, man. But, yeah, but you going to love me. Yeah, exactly. But the, the no, you know what it is? No, but look, but look, that's that hey, isn't that Muhammad Ali? Look, I'm gonna show you how great I am. Yeah. Look, you know what I mean? I'm just gonna keep doing it. You say, okay. Yeah. Like, they said just just let them finish. Just let them finish. No, but one thing I learned about that that I take into my adulthood is I didn't perform for anybody but myself. Um so even like the things that I do, I collaborate with people. I love people, but when I'm when I'm performing, when I'm shooting my shot, when I'm saying my lines, when I'm in character, I'm there. Like like you said, I'm present. You know, I'm I'm not. There is no one else there with me. You know, I'm in the moment. I'm goal oriented. I'm getting it done, and nothing can stop me in that moment. And that's why I thrive. Yeah. And everything else after that, I welcome everyone in. I, I want to know, hey, how can I do this better? Um, you know, I you you gotta not take yourself so seriously. But when it, in terms of, I don't doubt whether or not I'm capable anymore, and I definitely don't let other people put doubt in me if I'm capable. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If I am knowledgeable about something, is a different question. And that's something that I could pick up and learn. But I don't doubt my capability or base it off of other people um, hating on me or not. Because people are going to do that regardless. Yeah. I had a friend ask me one time, hey, what if like somebody didn't like that you did this? I said, first of all, the question is flawed. There is no what if somebody don't like this. Somebody won't like it. You know? Like, period. Somebody won't like it, no matter what you're talking about. In any field, in any type of creativity, Somebody won't like it. The The only thing that you have to worry about is how you deal with it. And, mm. and that's my advice. And wow. Yo, that's good. That's real dope. That's real dope. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take one more pause for the cause, but then we will open up the lines for individuals to call. All right. If you're interested in calling, okay. give us a moment. <laughs> give us a moment. We're going to do that here shortly. Right on. But before we get into that, we got have to give another shout out to our sponsor, y'all. Check it out. 
the medical coding and billing training. If you want to get a trade, all right, if you want to learn a trade in the medical field, I highly suggest you give them a call. What they can do is teach you virtually. If you can hear my voice and see my pretty face, that means you can learn the skills of HIPAA compliance, um, billing and coding and just uh, all types of terminology. The things that you can use and learn to work in the medical field, the front desk. All right. So I highly suggest you give them a call if you're interested. And guess what? After the training, you owe zero debt. So no student loans, no anything. All right. So give them a call. The number is 618-825-8173. One more time. 618-825-8173. Listen, if you are if your child is going to school right now and they're they're virtual learning, you can too. You understand what I'm saying? And get a trade. So again, their number is 618-825-8173. Seven three, holla at them. All right, so getting back in, ladies and gentlemen, we got Zach Clark and Mia Bible on from St. Louis, North Side. You two, North Side? No, I'm not North Side. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not North Side. Just that. Oh, okay, okay, right on. Well, listen, if there's anything, anything that you want our viewers to know about you personally or about your next projects, what is it that you would like them to know? Well, definitely follow Honorable Film. Um, it's at Honorable Film on Instagram and Honorable on Facebook. And, and Honorable Film on Facebook, Twitter, okay. and Instagram. The yeah. same across all platforms. Yes, please. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can follow me. I'm Zach Clark at that's ACT, Zach Clark Act. And uh, I got some commercial work that I got coming up uh, and uh, I'm really excited about it. Then I'm also working on uh, another short film called Contingency Plan. And I'm grateful for that. Shout out to Devron Davis, writer, director, producer, Devron Davis of St. Louis. And uh, it's uh, a lot of things that I got in the fire that I can't fully uh, express open yeah. yet, but I, I'm, you know, and also praise the Lord. Uh, I thank God and everything that I do. So, um, shout out to uh, the United States. Got to give it to him. Yeah, yeah. Give it to him. You understand? He on the main line. Tell him what you want. Okay. Uh, what you got? What you got, Mia? Um, well, right now, honorable is my primary focus. Uh, one of my um, instructors told me. When he was giving me advice about post-production, he said, uh, post-production is where movies go to die. Mm. And so he's like, you don't want that to happen. He really believes in the story. And so just really pushing, putting my energy into um, making sure that we complete this film and um, continue writing because I am very confident that this is not the uh, end of Honorable. And I think there's more that can be developed from it. And so on the other side, I am just also um, expanding my reach as a producer. And so I am just collaborating with different people here in St. Louis and just learning as I go when it comes to producing in different capacities. So yeah, like I am working on Honorable and you'll probably see my name come across soon producing me a bible on different projects so i'm really excited for what um i would say early 2021 has for both of us honestly yes. yeah same here actually i mean look if y'all not stopping the roll with this with the uh pandemic obviously y'all still getting it in so congratulations congratulations big herm what you got bro do we have like an estimated date on when this film is going to be released yet i don't think we ever got to that Okay, uh, thank you for that question. So right now we are, um, I would say February of 2021 is when we are um, expecting to release Honorable. So I'm really excited about that projected uh, release date. There's a lot of um, important and sentimental factors around that month, but then also the dates that we're looking at. So uh, just keep us in your thoughts and prayers that we are able to meet that deadline that we set. Yes. Well, if there's room, I'll get my agent to get contact you guys for me to get a, like a scene or something like that inside the movie. I, I, 
I'm available. I'm just saying. Okay. Listen. Okay. Send that information. <laughs> I got headshots. I'm going to send them out y'all way. Oh, I love a headshot. to hate on me, man. <laughs> I love a headshot. Trying to steal my moment, okay. baby. No, wait. That. You know what? Hey, hey her. From me belongs to me. No, shut up. Listen, okay. Look. That, that's not your line. Take your hat off. <laughs> Show him your headshot, Herm. Show him your headshot, Herm. Damn it. Stop it. You're not getting on nobody. Look. Get all of it. Oh, hold on. The, hes the hesitation is going to copy <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But now, what you got? Final word, Herm. Jesus Christ. Hey, honestly, you know, I, I, it was a, a true honor for to have you guys on the show today. I look forward to watching this film. Uh, I think it's a very interesting concept and a beautiful one. Uh, and I think a lot of people re should reflect on, man, I don't want to have to say that. What if I had another chance? So while you're here, you know what I'm saying? While you're breathing, man, bury those hatchets. It's not worth it. You know, you know what I mean? Um, do not do not go to the grave reflecting about, man, I wish I would have did something. Absolutely. So thank you for making this film. I look forward to watching it. Um, any way that we can support, I will. You know, and, and again, if you need me to act, you know, I brush off. Got you. Well, listen. Got you. Well, look, look. First of all, would you stop pandering? You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Try to get listen. It, it, it's working. I'm shooting my it's shot, working. dog. Listen, listen, y'all. I'm shooting my shot. Herm is not what you want. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Trust and believe me. But look, all all messed aside, we do thank you all. We thank you both, actually, you and the team, and even Erica, right? So she, look, hey, her, look, Herm, you got a fan, right? No, you Erica? don't. No, you don't. Erica Walker, no. casting director. Absolutely. Yeah. Casting director and campaign manager yeah. holding us down for a long time. Shout out to you, Erica. Shout out to Shanae. Shout out to Matthew. I see you guys in the chat as well. Yes, yes. Shout out to everyone that was uh that was tuning in. And Matt, yes, yes. But listen, honestly, like Herm said, though, this it, it says a lot. Right. And it speaks in different levels from my point of view. Not only does it talk about friendship, but it also talks about how do you find a common goal? You understand what I'm saying? And being able to keep that bond tight before something happens when you can't say what you wish you could have said. You understand? And then looking at what's most important. Right. My direction or our relationship. You, you know what I mean? Because yeah. ultimately, we're playing the same game. If you understand what I'm saying, we're playing the same game. And I win. If I win, you win. We all win. Right. So I'm glad that you guys did this film. And, and I'm sure it put a lot of uh, time and energy to capture that vision. Because if you think about it, you guys were doing we're making a hypothetical film. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, so that, that takes a lot of thought process because you had to take the thought of Malcolm and, you know, Muhammad Ali, Cassius Clay, you know, because his mama named him Cassius Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. But <laughs> nevertheless, look, you had to take that and put it in a realm that did not exist. So I commend you both. All right. For doing that. Yes. Thank yes, you. Yes, yes. Thank you for that. Thank you. Yes, that's that's really dope. So anybody and everybody that's on the Lions Den, please make sure you go out and support them. They are going to have it. And where is it going to be available at? Where can they find it when it when it's released? Uh, we're st we're still um, shopping around when it comes to distribution, and so uh, we will have we'll have that information. But we're still looking around. But follow us. Yeah, oh, follow, yeah. follow us at Honorable Film Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Okay, honorable film, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure you follow them and hold on, let me put it back. Wow, there it is. All right. So make sure, make sure y'all go and support. And again, if there's anything that you need from the Lion's Den or the Pride, just by getting the word out, we most definitely do look. And look, if you need an extra, if you just need somebody in the back just to show their head or something, you got you got one right there. You understand? Herm, I told you, I got you, Herm. I got you. Just go ahead, send me that headshot. We good. No, look, you look, you one time. That's all you need. Ain't gonna change. Okay, stop, Herm. Stop it. But look, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we do want to thank you for joining us on the Lions Den. Hey, do you guys have any any last words? Anything that you want uh, your viewers to know? 
Y'all good? Did you get it all off your chest? Did, right? Honestly, you beat up people that, that tried to take your role? Huh? You want to put people in chokeholds? Oh, no, yeah. not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. Uh, be grateful for the opportunity and then thrive in the moment. That's dope. That's dope. All right. Right on. Well, look, you y'all heard it here. And we do thank you all for being on the Lions Den. You could have been anywhere, but you happen to be here with us. The best place on this side of the Mississippi. Right on. And we will talk to y'all soon. Later. All right, Joe. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure to listen to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public where you can subscribe or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you like or dislike this episode, we'd appreciate your feedback on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Lionscast. Check out the book, The Black Collar Mindset, The Art of Strategic Thinking on Amazon or www.theblackcollarmindset.com a manual to maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable. Tune in next week for another episode of The Lion's Den with Seth.